today on Jesus Center Stage, me and Elsie are back in the studio together for the first time in three weeks, and things could be a little controversial as we discuss just because you know the gospel doesn't necessarily mean you're a part of it. All right. Uh, guess what? We're doing We're a back. podcast together. Um, Can you believe yeah, it? Y'all, been... y'all, we didn't get divorced last month. <laughs> <laughs> if we did we got back together yeah it didn't last long <laughs> it feels like forever since we've been here it's, it's actually like, been three weeks because you done one with lauren mm-hmm. and then we skipped thanksgiving um just because everybody was out doing things with family and so forth and then i done one with uh patrick tindall from iron man outdoors so that was three weeks in a row. Yeah. So technically, I guess... It's been a month. Yeah, it's been like four whole weeks since... Since uh, we've done one. Since we've done one. You think we're going to remember how? Or <laughs> I don't know. Are we going to argue and fight the whole time? Or what's well, going to happen? Well, everybody already knows when we argue about stuff, I win. So... Yeah, that's, that's the that's the image that we have put out uh, so that it looks that way. Um of course, you know, we know what actually happened here. Right. Um, yeah. I'll just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to talk in code so that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's falling for it. Nobody's going for that. Nobody, nobody's <laughs> going to, they're going to know. They're going to know that you're not telling it right. No. But I tell you, we, I, we had two of, uh, of our best podcasts, I think, with our guest. Uh, we had really I, good ones. Yeah, I had uh, several good comments on that. Uh one one fella said uh, after last week, he said it just keeps getting better and better. Well, good. Um, yeah, and he even complimented audaciously unpopular too. Oh, that was yeah. nice. Yeah, he said that he he said you speak with a lot of convict. No, he said I forget how he worded it, but like everything you speak, the way you speak it is like he knows that you believe it, kind of thing. Like a lot of confidence in what you're saying and so forth. I am so, unpopular, so it kind of yeah. goes with what it's I talk about. Pretty much been your whole life, hasn't you? <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> it just gets worse. <laughs> but you said, he said we keep getting better. It made me think, we've been doing this for almost a year, mm-hmm. right? January will be a year. Yeah, we're yeah. obviously, uh, we're doing one a, one a week. I think we, did we... We skipped a week at the very first, maybe. We didn't start January. The we didn't no, start we didn't the first start week the of first January. Week. But I think this is episode forty-eight, so uh, we're we're really close to having that. Fifty-two, 52. and fifty-two. Yep. So, who would have ever thought? Not but me. But I, I tell you what, we need uh, as we wind up this first year of the podcast and then start the second one. We need our listeners to help us to gain more listeners. Yes. We need our listeners to, to share and and to tell family about it. And um, and maybe you're out there and you're saying, well, I don't like it enough to tell my family. Well, then let us uh, know let what us to know. do. Let us know <laughs> what you don't like. Uh, we might say, well, we're sorry. That's just the way that we feel. Or we might say, hey, that's a great idea. We, yes. <laughs> we can do that. Um, but yeah, that would, I mean, we are, we're hoping, uh, to grow, uh, in our second year and, uh, and continue to get this, uh, this message of the gospel out. 
you know, we, we talk about so many different things, but the, we all days do want to come back to this gospel. Speaking of the gospel, um, I don't think we've talked about it on here, but several weeks ago we we made those uh, cards that just have the gospel symbol on them, and it says, Need Good News. Yeah, though you talk about those ones, you haven't given me any of them. Is that, that the same ones? That same, I believe that's the same. I'm question. pretty sure I've tried to give you those. I, I don't remember. But anyway, this, this is not important. Oh. The important thing is is that we have these cards that they they don't have Jesus Center Stage or anything on them, but they have the gospel symbols, and it says, Need Good News, scan here, and we have the QR code that takes them to the Facebook page with all of the explanation for the gospel symbols. Mm-hmm. And I have been carrying those around since since I got them, and I made them, just in case you were wondering why you don't have any. Maybe you should ask me for some. Mm. I'll find some somewhere. Anyways... I've been carrying those around in my um, AU podcast cards. And today I walked by somebody and I said, here's a little good news for your day and handed him one of the good news gospel cards. And he scanned it. Then I got in my car to leave and like he immediately got his phone to scan that QR code and see what it was about. And I don't know what happened after that, but... It just it was just cool to have that tool in that moment. Yeah. To be able to to engage with someone in passing and leave him with a little good news. And it was curious enough, it was curious enough looking that he immediately got his phone and scanned it to see what it was about. That's cool. So that was a a cool thing. Yeah. Today. And you know, Obviously, I don't even have any of these cards yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw <laughs> this out there to to our listeners. If you would like to have some of these good news cards to give away, let us know. Get in touch with us. Yes, because we have lots of them, and we can get more. Yeah, and as you said, it it doesn't have it's not advertising Jesus Center Stage or audaciously unpopular. It's just the gospel symbols, which is the arrows uh, that you can see on on our Facebook page. Uh, that is the gospel that uh, Jesus came down from heaven, died on a cross, was buried in a tomb, went back to heaven, and that he's coming back someday. It's all there, and um, it's on a card, easy to hand out. It's because, a business card size, yeah. so it's small. You can leave it. I have stuck it in newspapers. I have left it in a case of beer in the store. Like, there's no end of possibilities to this yeah. <laughs> to this little thing. <laughs> So, yeah, if anybody wants any, um, just let us know. We'd be glad to get them out because it, it is the good news of the gospel, and uh, we want to get everybody uh, you know, a chance and the, to, to and see. The idea behind the cards were everybody can use good news. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the way the world is right now, like, we need good news. And even if someone is not open to hearing the gospel, they're... M- most likely going to appreciate your effort to put a little good news in their day. Even if they end up rejecting it afterwards, you're still going to make an impression because you cared enough to give them some good news. Yeah. And it's not, it's not invasive. Right. You know, you don't, you're not trying to push nothing. You're not trying to sell nothing. It's here is this card. Mm -hmm. It's got good news on it. If you want to look into it. So, but that would be great. I'd love to give some of them out. Yes. Uh, Email us, JesusCenterStage yeah. at gmail.com, or message us on Facebook. That's right. All right. Um, 
You ready to get started into the topic today? Sure. We've been talking about this good news of the gospel. And, um, you know, last last night um, I preached a message on um, the gospel. But, um, and I have to say, I, I heard this. This was mentioned, um, I believe it was on another podcast I was listening to. Um, the, the, the gentleman said that uh, oftentimes the gospel is, gets so watered down that everybody thinks they're a part of it. And, and that, that comment that he made stuck with me enough that I, I, I made a note of it. And then over the last week or week and a half, I guess, I've kind of just started digging into the scriptures and, and looking at, at just that thought. And um, and as I said last night, you know, um, I, I preached on that on that topic of of that that feeling that it's an all inclusive kind of thing. It is, but it's conditional. <clears throat> the gospel does not exclude, or is the gospel is for everyone, but it is conditional on the response. Does that make sense? It does. Like, there's not anyone that the gospel would not reach or change their life or make a difference depending on their response. Yes. So it is for everyone, but it is not all-inclusive because it's conditional. It's conditional on what we do with it once we know it. Yeah. Conditional with what we do with that knowledge and that revelation of Jesus, that he that he took our place, that he stepped in the place and took God's wrath on himself instead of us dealing with it. Yeah, it, it, it's in, what we do with that. In the Gospels, there there's a story uh, oftentimes referred to as the rich young ruler, and you know, and that's I think that would go with what you what you just said. Kind of brought that to my mind. In that, the the gospel, the saving power of Jesus, was available to that man. Mm-hmm. He came and said, "What do I need to do to follow you?" Well, when Jesus told him what his response needed to be, then he's like, "No, yeah, not so, so interested." So no. his his response wasn't the correct response to receive. The, the the transformation yeah the transformation yeah. of it and therefore he left sad um, and, and he left the same yeah and but when, when I say all inclusive you know I, I'm thinking um, if we if we turn our TVs on and you know some especially some of the you know bigger churches and that kind of thing a lot of times, when 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 that message is done, when that when that show goes off, you can be left thinking that everything is awesome, everything is great. You're in without any of your without any condition. Yeah, without regardless any, of what your yes. what your response is. Yeah, everything's great. I'm I'm in. You know that man just said Jesus loves me and he don't want me to go to hell, and so I'm in. But it's not. It's not the complete. Yeah, it's story. it's not it's not that simple. I mean, the the it's it's a tricky topic, 
because we don't have to do anything ourselves as far as our salvation goes. It's our heart and our our willingness to follow Jesus that makes the difference. It's not that we're saying you to do things His way. Yeah, it's not that you can work your way into it or, or you know do any great deed to earn it. But at the same time, it's not something that that everybody just automatically gets to be a part of because they want to claim it. That's the sad truth. Well, I think... You're looking at me funny over no, there. No, I'm formulating my sentence here. Mm. I think a lot of times we the, the gospel is portrayed as all-inclusive because it's easier to accept the gospel if there's not anything attached to it as far as see i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out how to say this it's easier to accept the gospel that's not offensive Mm -hmm. it's easier to accept a gospel that doesn't point out how wretched i am and how lost i am and how i can't fix it i can't fix this problem i have how that i am an enemy of god that gospel is not fun. That gospel is offensive because it's it's killing my pride and it's attacking my best efforts and it's it's going against everything that I think I can do in my own strength. Yeah. And so it's easier to preach a gospel that leaves out that part. Yeah. It's easier to accept a gospel that leaves out that part. But If we don't understand, I've been listening to Paul Washer this week, and he says, if you don't understand how horrible we are as people, how evil we are, if we don't get that part, then we're not going to understand salvation because we don't see the need of it. So if you take that, yes, it's offensive to people, and yes, people don't like it, but if you take that part out of the gospel, it's like you are crippling the gospel because now... They no longer see the need of Christ. There's if 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 I'm okay, like I am, then why do I need Jesus? If He yeah. loves me the way that I am, which He does, but that's not what I'm saying. If He if He's good with me like I am in my sinful state, and He's going to let me in heaven, even though I've dishonored my parents and I've lied and I've cheated and I've stolen all that all of those things that I've done to break his commandments and break his laws but he's still gonna let me go to heaven then why do i need him like i'm doing just fine so if you take that offensive part out you're crippling the gospel and the power of the gospel you know that's that's a whole nother topic for another day when when you said he loves me just the way i am and then you said he does but and (laughs) i I We don't want to go down this rabbit hole today, no, but we I don't. really that's... don't think he does. Uh, you know, that's that's another one. Well, of he loves ones. us in that he's not willing that we perish, mm-hmm. but he loves us so much that he's not content to leave us as we are. Yeah. That and that and I think is what you can dissect that. That's that a, again, a that's that's the difference between love, like it is preached in evangelical circles today. Y'all know I've listened to Paul Washer this week. Um, it's love that is preached in in popular ways or love that is unpopular because the love that is preached is it doesn't matter what you do what you think 
if you live according to the Bible or not, it doesn't matter. Free for all, Jesus loves you. That's the love that is preached. But mm-hmm. Jesus's love is, you're a mess, and I'm not content to leave you that way. I want to redeem your life from destruction and transform you by the renewing of your mind so that you can be changed from glory to glory and become like Christ. That's his, that's the difference in his love is he's not content to leave us the way that we are. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I, I would love to go into that topic. That would be... <laughs> we might lose our listeners at yeah, the end that, of the year. that would be something. <laughs> but there's... Uh, um, my my men's group right now is is in Psalms, and I, I was just trying to look, and I don't want to lose focus on where we're at now. But in the Psalms there, I, I've already read one where it said something along these lines: God hates the wicked. He, yeah. And you know, and it goes back to that, uh, you know, that phrase that we hear so often: He loves the He loves the sinner, but hates the sin. But the Bible says He hates the, the sinner. sinner. Um, Another topic for another day. Yes, that, but, that's a that's a whole yeah. like that's a, like a two podcast. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, no, but you know, for on on today's topic is, um, I had a scripture that I used last night, and I want I want to read that. It's in Matthew, chapter twelve, um, and it's verse forty seven through fifty, and here it says, "Someone said to him, talking about Jesus." It said, Behold, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak to you. But Jesus answered the one who was telling him and said, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers. For whosoever doth the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother and my sister and my mother. And I... I, put that in there last night because you know this was this was the disciples that he pointed to it it was peter who was a fisherman it was andrew and john and james and uh nathaniel and and continue matthew a, a tax collector it was it was people that he found from all different environments some nasty dirty fishermen and some uh you know the the enemy of the people and as tax collectors and He found these people, and he pointed at them and said, this is my family right here. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're referring to my blood kin standing outside, but this is my family. And, And as you read that scripture, you think, well, why would he say that? And it was because every one of these men that he pointed to as his disciples and said, this is my family, they had given up everything in their life to follow him. They had surrendered fully. They had. You know, we Peter was a married man. Um, the, the, they all, the, John and James worked with their dad fishing and, and had a business. And, uh, you know, who knows what all, the, of course, Matthew being a tax collector had a very comfortable living. And all those things, they give up to follow him. And, and that's what, that's what the message was was really centered around last night was that that look that we all want to be part of the family but have we done what have we responded back to that response have we responded the way that Jesus tells us that we 
should respond to be a part of the family? Or are we like that rich young ruler who said, I don't know if I'm really wanting to give up that stuff? Yeah. It reminds me, I, I'm pretty sure it's like, uh, it's in the Gospels, I don't know where, but when when Jesus talks about calling somebody to follow him and he says, let me first go back and tell everybody bye. Mm-hmm. And then he calls somebody else and he's like, oh yeah, but let me first go back and, and bury my father. And I've heard that talked about, that that, guy, that dude's father was not even dead. Like, he was just procrastinating. He was like, let me stick around here until my daddy dies, and then yeah. I'll be around. Yeah. You and, know? and I've even heard it said, too, because back in that day when your father died, you received your inheritance. So, so it could have been even said, He was said, waiting yeah, around for that. Yeah, let me hang out here until I get my, my, until I get get my what, cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but either way... His response was, any man who's put his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. And I think that's where, and we've talked about this, about people taking this seriously. And and back to that response is both of those guys that Jesus was talking about and the rich young ruler, they went to find out. They mm-hmm. approached Jesus. And, and we I, I think it's safe to parallel that to, I went to the altar and I prayed. Mm-hmm. But what did you do when you got up from there? Yeah. It's not this, this, and I think we've said this before. This is not a one-time occurrence. No. This is no. not a one-time prayer, and then I'm good to go for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. This is a lifestyle of walking after Jesus yeah, and exactly. having that relationship with Him and keeping Him in the center of your life and honoring Him above everything else in your life. Yeah. Like this, it's not just a, a one-time thing. And then let me go back and do life like I did it. That's what those guys were wanting to do. Like, okay, but let me go back and tell everybody bye. Let me yeah. go back and, and do this. Let me go back and do whatever I was doing before yeah. this or, conversation. Or even, I mean, the Bible don't say this, but like, I want to follow you as long as you're here in my town. But when mm-hmm. you move on... Uh, I'm going to hang out here until you come back through, and then I'm going to follow you everywhere until you go further away that, than I want you to. Then my comfort zone. Yeah, and then, then I'll come back. But And I think, I mean, that that goes into it, too, is sometimes we're willing, sometimes it is longer than the, than the initial prayer at the altar, mm-hmm. but then somebody makes fun of us or somebody rejects us because of our faith or somebody says, well, it's not going to last anyways. We know who you were. Mm-hmm. That's it. You, you're still that person. So something like that happens, and there's a little bit of opposition. And then we're like, okay, well, this this isn't good anymore. This doesn't feel nice anymore. Yeah. And then we just revert back to doing things like we used to do them. Yeah. What what bothers me, and, and you know, as I put this message together, um, it it did really like there was things about it that seriously bothered me and and you touched on it just a while ago about the the people that go to the altar and and pray how many of those people got up and there was a preacher there or a, mm-hmm. or some an usher that looked at them and said you're saved you're you're good everything's great and and there was no discipling there was nothing came after that they went on you know and I, I think about these uh big crusades that that you know happen uh i went to one as a teenager i think i've told this story before uh, at a local baseball stadium um and during it i went down on the field and and uh 
you know, the, they, the singing kind of thing was over and all that. I had zero clue what had happened there that night. I don't even know if anybody preached or not. I know they, there was someone singing that I knew, like locally, and that was why I went. I had no idea. Anyways, it all ended. I went down there on the field, and some man who I don't know grabbed a hold of me and said something along the lines of, do you want to be saved? I didn't know what that meant to be saved. But in in the pressure of the moment, I said, yeah, of course, you know, whatever. And he said, well, you just say this. And then he started a prayer. Well, I just repeated what he said, and when I got done, he said, congratulations, you're saved, and and you know everything's great and then he moved on to grab somebody else and i kind of snickered with my friends about you know what what was that even about i don't you know what's he talking about and i went on about my business and never once did i think anything changed for me i did like i said i didn't even know what it meant to be Mm -hmm. saved or what i was being saved from or who i'd been saved by i didn't know any of that stuff but the thing is how many people at those types of events or, or even your your church services take that to heart and they get up and they say that man told me I was saved because I and they live the rest of their life not seeking any more than what they've got in their lives not wanting to know Jesus anymore not worried about their Bible because somebody said the gospel says you're saved in that and that's that all-inclusive just because you've done this uh-huh. just because you was at this place now you're included in as in in the in the kingdom of God, and you're not, and and nobody wants to hear that. But that's what needs to be said. If if you're not, if you haven't died to yourself, if you haven't let that old man go, you really need to check and and see what does the where does the Bible say I stand, mm-hmm. and, and and we see these scriptures about who hasn't you know whoever loves their life in this world will lose it but whoever hates their life in this world shall gain it into eternal life so there's there's so much there that's telling us that it's not just that simple of i want to go to heaven so i am yeah yeah there's a again there's a lifestyle involved in this this salvation issue that don't ever change if you don't know the gospel if you don't know what you know that would be a great question to go out and ask people are you saved and if they say yes say what What are you saved from what was you saved from and and there's there's one answer the wrath of god exactly and you know most people are going to say i'm i well i was saved from my sins or i was saved from hell Mm -hmm. but that's not that's really not accurate no you're saved from from the wrath of the the creator of the universe Mm -hmm. That is coming down on every single person who does not have Jesus as Savior. That's what you got saved from. Right. But who, but do they know that? And no, most people don't because that's part of the uncomfortable, mm-hmm. unpopular gospel. Yeah. We don't talk about that God has wrath to to people toward people who disobey His commandments. Yeah. And. It's unpopular, but it's true. And and I don't, I'm sure I don't know if we've done this analogy here or not, but just Paul Washer uses the analogy of a judge who lets somebody who has committed these heinous crimes just lets them walk free. We would say, well, that is not a just judge. Yeah, that's but then not we fair. want God to just let everybody into heaven who's done every sort of thing that's gone against His law. Mm-hmm. 
because, oh, well, God is love, so God can't not let people into heaven. Well, you yeah. just, you've created an unjust God yeah. by that estimate because we have all fallen short. We have all disobeyed his commandments. One one thing, y'all are going to get tired of me talking about Paul Washer, but it was a really good message. <laughs> but he said something, you know, the, the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And he made the statement, there is nobody ever who has ever done that for a single moment. Yep. It is impossible for a human to love the Lord, our God, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength perfectly, completely, totally yeah. for even one moment. Yeah, and, and so a lot of people we, would say, I, I do, but you, you're, you might be missing that word all. Yes. Because you've loved him with some of your heart and some of your mind and some of your soul. And maybe you've loved him with all of your heart at a point, but not all of your mind because you're doubting something mm -hmm. or, or choosing something other. So th there's, it's impossible. So even if somebody's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm living a good life. I'm not lying and cheating and stealing and whatever. But if you have not loved the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength for every moment of your lifetime then you have disobeyed God's law. Yeah, you've come up short. You have you have fallen short. And therefore, the wrath of God, you deserve that. Mm -hmm. I deserve that. I deserve the wrath of God to come on me. Yet, there is the gospel of Jesus Christ where he steps in and takes that instead, instead of me. Yeah. yeah. And that, like you said, if you don't know what you're being saved from, then how can you be saved? If you don't know who is saving you, then how can you be saved? Exactly. Yeah. And and just so you know, I really like the fact that you listened to Paul Washer the few days before the podcast. It, it really <laughs> helped you step up your game. <laughs> listening, y'all, that message. Of course, any t if y'all have ever listened to Paul Washer, you feel like you need to get saved again after mm -hmm. every sentence it pretty much yeah <laughs> i was gonna say two minutes but pretty much yeah after every sentence but the message was called uh it's on youtube it's called man's problem is that god is good i recommend it it, yeah. it is mind-boggling like and just good and convicting and challenging even if you've been in this your whole life or if you're just getting started it's it's a gut check like you said last night yeah. To really realize what it is that I have done, what I am guilty of, and what Jesus has done to step in there and save me, then why would I not surrender my life? Why would I not pick up my cross daily and follow him? Yeah. But it comes back to knowing the true gospel and knowing what even the offensive parts that nobody wants to talk about. Absolutely. We have to know those because that is what that's part of what makes us change mm -hmm. is when we realize that stuff. Yeah, if you know, if you think everything is is soft and gentle and pillows. Yeah, and, and pillows and marshmallows. If you think everything <laughs> nobody <yeah>. says that. <laughs> if you think everything is like that when it comes to to God then there's not going to be that no that fear, that reverence, that kind of you know that that mindset of he is he is love. That I mean, that's one of the attributes of God. He's not loving; he, he actually is love. is love. But the Bible tells us also that there is wrath. 
there is wrath that is coming from God to those who who do not have Jesus as a savior. And we have to know those those sides also. And it's like we have created a God. You just said this a minute ago, made me think of it. But it's like we've created a God who doesn't care that we broke the law. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the God we've created. Mm-hmm. God is love. So it doesn't matter if you break the law. It doesn't matter if you lie, cheat, steal, you know, especially those little white lies. Ooh, don't even get me started on that. There's no such thing. A lie is a lie. Okay, I got started, but I'm going to stop you now. You did. Um, and the the thing is, we have created in in our in our little gospel that we've revised and taken out all the offensive parts. We have created a God that doesn't care that we've broken His law. Okay, and, and, and to to that point, that would be an all inclusive club then. Because well, I guess because even, he doesn't care. Yeah, even if I've broken the law a thousand times, he don't care, so I'm in. Yeah. That's the all-inclusive mm-hmm. part that I'm saying. Get that out of your mind. It's me, not true. Me sitting here and, and Elsie sitting on the other side, we have to constantly be examining ourselves to know if if we're picking up our cross daily, if we're letting our flesh die to, you know, on that cross mm-hmm. each and every day. We have to do that. And as we're, we're talking about these things and the offensive part of the gospel um that's if you're listening today that that's what we're telling you is you you need to know that you know the the gospel and and not that it's okay to break a few laws here or there or god understands that you know someone said something ugly to my kid so i'm gonna go over there and cuss them out and punch them and i and have thoughts of wanting to you know drag them down the street oh no that's still sin, not yeah. because you think you got a reason, but because God says it's yeah, sin. Exactly. And, and, and he cares if you broke that mm-hmm. law. He cares if you did. And, and the Bible tells us that, there's, that God is going to unleash wrath at some point in time. On people who have rejected his solution. Yeah. See, that's and, the other thing. Not only have we, not only have we broken his law, but... A lot of times we reject his solution. Like, yeah. he has literally done everything, literally done everything, everything for us to escape his wrath. Yeah. He has made a way of salvation to, again, Paul Washer says we are saved from God, by God, for God. He has literally done everything to rescue us. Mm-hmm. And then we're just like, okay, whatever. And still expect, so we reject his solution, but still expect to go to heaven. Yeah. Like, if if you break it down like that, we've created the gospel that doesn't even make sense, y'all. No, no, it doesn't. Like, I mean, there's no price to pay. And like you said, there's no reason for a savior if God just don't care. Um, And and I was just saying, I believe it's in Romans 7, and I know we're going to close here real quick. But in Romans 7 is where Paul said, I wouldn't have known sin had it not been for the law. Mm-hmm. And so the, the law is, is there. You know, Paul didn't say, I, I hadn't known which one of these that I, you know, couldn't keep, so that was going to be my sin. But he knows that, as you said, none of us for a minute have kept the first one. So it, it's, it's knowing 
the law helped us to understand that we are sinful. And that and, we need him. And that, that when there, there was a Savior came, that we need to accept that. There's not a different way. There's not another way. And there's definitely not any of us that are without sin, so we can go in without a Savior. And, and so just as we close, I, I plead with anyone out there who is thinking, I feel like, you know, I'm repeating my prayer and, and I got saved. Well, look at your life and say, I, I met the Lord. Did it change me? Because mm-hmm. if it didn't, did I realize you, who I was? Yeah. Did I realize the sin that I that I carried? Did I realize how much it offended God? Did I realize that I was his enemy? And did I realize what I got saved from? Exactly. So, all right. It was I nice being we, back with you. I think we crossed over into unpopular territory this time. I think we did. <laughs> I did. We, this was Jesus Center Stage and Audaciously Unpopular together. <laughs> all right. Keep Jesus Center Stage in your life.